This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Booksplode, Iceman, Volume 1, Thawing Out. Fanboy Booksplode. This is we're talking about Iceman Volume One, Thawing Out. My name is Connor. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. 
Hello, everyone. And this is our bi-monthly show brought to you by the patrons of patreon.com slash ifanboy, in which Josh and I talk about a collected edition, a graphic novel, an OGN, a omnibus, perhaps, something more than a regular 20-page single comic. This month, after having Ryan helped on our sh- a regular show a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned Iceman. We thought, well, maybe we should go back and read that series since neither one of us had read it. I thought it was a very good suggestion on your part because I, I feel like it's it feels relevant. Yeah. I didn't mean to make that rhyme with elephant, <laughs> but that's what happened. And so this is the uh, first volume, uh, the first is it five issues, I believe. Five of yes. the recently canceled Iceman series, written by Cena Grace, and there's a couple of artists in this one: Alessandro Viti and Edgar Salazar, with Ibrahim Robertson. Iceman is a character who's been around since the '60s, one of the original X-Men, but really came to prominence recently when they decided to reveal that he was gay. So this is the solo series written by Cena Grace, who is a gay man, exploring, I mean, I don't say the fallout of that, but he's still dealing with his change. Did Bendis write him as coming out? He wrote the X-Men book at the time. Right, so it yes. was he's the one who thought of it, or is that where I don't really know. I don't really know the answer to that. Who knows? So he kicked around for a little while in the books, and they kind of dealt with it a little bit, but this is sort of the first solo book attempt at it. Yeah. As far as I know, just right away, one of the things that was really interesting to me about reading is, is that I know who the X-Men are. I've been in and out, but I, I don't really know it really deeply, um, and I don't know it recently at all. Right. So I have no idea what's going on. It was almost like reading a new thing mm-hmm. because I wasn't so you know buried in it and everything that I was bored of it. Right. So there was a little sort of joy of discovery going on here to a certain extent, but also that was connected to something that I still understood, but... I mean, right away from the beginning, like, if you were to ask somebody, if somebody was to ask you, like, could you describe Iceman's character? Could you do it? No. And I think part of the reason why they were able to have him change orientation and part of the reason why they're able to do the story is because of all the original X-Men, he's the one that's had the least amount of character development. Yeah. He is. He was basically a blank slate. Yeah. I mean, he was just kind of a jokey. He was the jokey guy. Kind of, and like we had, you know, like Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. Like yeah. that's that's what I knew him best from. Sure. But, you know, the, there was the jokey thing about him being an accountant. Yeah. You know, he kind of was a blank slate, and I think that, you know, I know that there are trollish weirdos who are mad about this or whatever, but really, he could have been anything. It doesn't really matter. And what I also thought was interesting is that it's, so the first issue of this, it's pretty much the only one they deal with it. The first issue, they deal with the fact that the other Iceman is there, his younger version of himself. Right. Who is also gay, but much more confident and young, and he's been out from the beginning. It's really interesting that they got the younger versions and then decided to keep them there. And that was brought up later in the in the trade in which he uh, comes out to his parents, in which he says part of the reason he did it is because he, there's a younger version of me out here, and he's okay with it, and he's living a much happier life than I've ever lived. And I, mm-hmm. I want to live that life. And that was really... Great callback. I mean, if you're going to do this story, the really interesting choice is to have the younger version be totally out and cool mm-hmm. and happy and the older one full of angst because he's been living in the closet even unbeknownst to himself for however old he's supposed to be. I mean, there's lots of adventures in this collection, but the basic gist of it is a guy trying to come to grips with his parents, uh, not only as a mutant, but then as a gay man because they, they're not happy with him being a mutant. And that's been a, that's been a, yeah. I think a constant throughout his existence. I think so. But then on top of that, on top of them trying to, to be okay with him being a mutant, uh, he's trying to work up the courage to tell him he's also gay. So that's basically the real story going on here. And while well, he's fighting the purifiers and fighting Juggernaut and fighting Dokken, the stupidest character in the last 50 years. 
And then dealing with his ex-girlfriend, Kitty Pride, who he dated back in the Jason Aaron book, the Wolverine and the X-Men series. I like that they're not ignoring the fact like he dated the women and that meant something. and Because that, that's not all that unusual of a thing to happen. I mean, no, for sure. We'll date girls hoping that's the thing and it won't work. And so I like that. I think the fact that all his ex-girlfriends were mad at him, mm-hmm. but not for, you know, being gay, but for not talking to them about it. And I so I just I enjoyed this. I think there were parts of it that were not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I think some of the jokes were laid on a little thick at time, but also that kind of fit. But I was kind of like, all right, all right, enough. But overall, I gained a real momentum when I was reading it. I liked it more by the end. Yes, that's basically. I kept going back and forth on it. For me, part of the problem was that I kind of found the main character to be a little obnoxious. I get that. It's hard. And it has nothing to do with being gay. Just the, the dial was turned to 11 on the jokes and the mm-hmm. pop culture references. And he didn't seem like a guy who's been around since the beginning. You know, he didn't have that kind of gravitas to it. I felt that same thing, but I think it found a level. That kind of worked for me. And then when I was like, okay, because also I didn't I don't know who this character is. I don't know right. what he's supposed to be like. So once I got it, I was like, oh, he's covering. He's doing that. That That's his thing. And the other people are also annoyed by it. Like I was cool with that. But I think that what you're talking about is true. But that was counterbalanced by the fact that when it came time that he had to do his like superhero fighting, yep. that was like irrelevant to him. He could do that in his sleep. He's super powerful, super confident and competent. There's a bit where they all come to his house and and like he's basically playing with them to keep his parents safe or not playing with them, but he's holding back and then he's like enough. And and he just dominates everybody. That's a really smart thing is that he it's almost like it's like like almost annoying that he's got to do the superhero thing as much as he likes it. It's like I can do this really well. I don't I love that because that actually does speak to the legacy of the character to me. Yes. Where like he's super like he's. What do they call like is is it Omega level or whatever? Yeah, like his yeah. his power is kind of boundless in what he can do. He's like Magneto, but for water and well, temper. that's the thing that the one real benefit to Iceman's resurgence is that you know he was the joke character, right? He threw snow right. at people and he made ice slides, and that's about all he did. And someone, some smart person, at some point sat down and said, "Wait a minute, yeah, this, this guy's actually really powerful." If you thought think about what he can do and. So now that's the Iceman we have now. And you're totally right. He comes across as the veteran at, when he's in his iced up right. form. But when he's a human, he just came across as kind of like a 16-year-old, well, which was, you know, kind of weird considering he's... This isn't a 16-year-old. It's a unformed adult. Like he focused on being a superhero and he never paid attention to being who he was. And he's only recently learned how to be a all you know, like jokes and, and a sham and he's putting up a face that because he doesn't know who he is or how to deal with it. And I, and I get that. You know who he is? Who? In large part, I'm going to take this to the ER thing. He's a little Peter Benton who's like the most talented doctor in the ER. But for those of you who are not following along the various social media channels, like you go back and watch ER now. And Peter Benton is the doctor played by Eric LaSalle. And sort of his character is like he's the most competent capable surgeon doctor that they have in the ER, but for everything else, he has no idea how to deal with people or how to act like an adult or be, you know, a human, at least in the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And that's what it reminds me of. Like he knows how to do this one thing really well. Otherwise he never grew up. He doesn't have life skills. His parents are shitholes. So they didn't teach him how to act, you know, and everything else in his life is crazy. Yeah. I think it was just really annoyed me when he said, literally said OMG to his parents in an argument. People say that. Like, it's annoying, but it's not a thing that people don't say. Not adults. Some adults. I mean, you're talking to, you know, maybe he's trying to let his true self out a little bit, a little be a little more campy. I don't know. 
there was a couple of instances where things went on that, like that Napoleon Dynamite line for me, where it's like, am I too old for this book? I mean, yes. It rode the line, though. It didn't, sure. it didn't tip over. I agree with that. Like, no, I thought the same thing, but I didn't really let that bother me because overall I liked what was happening. Like there are even times where some of the stuff with the parents was a little stereotypical yeah, that we'd seen a lot of times. It doesn't yeah. mean that story doesn't have to be told, but there were definitely things to the parents. And I've, I've seen this on a lot of, you know, very special episodes. But that doesn't mean that isn't a story that needs to be told and, and demonstrated. That also is not un- – it's true. It happens. It's happening right now still. People trying to come out to their parents or you know how parents act. Like I've, I've heard it a lot. So it's not invalid. But like I said, by the end I was into it. I do think that, as you mentioned, the most interesting thing is that this is a guy who is super badass and also learning to be more badass. I mean the, you know, he, yeah. he talked about how in some other dimension he's like a – Gandalf-esque ice wizard. He's, yeah. What's that all about? And he's been learning to make doppelganger ice men. And he's really great, and he's learning to be even better. I think that was a really interesting journey for me. Yep. His powers are fun. Mm-hmm. He's not the butt of jokes anymore. He was sort of Marvel's Aquaman, you know? Yeah. People just don't like water-based powers. What do you think about these? Is it the purifiers? Purifiers, yeah. Have they been around for a little while? Yeah, they've been around for a while. Yeah. What do you think of them? Is it a little too on the nose as far as a, an allegory goes? Yeah. My overall problem with the book is the stuff that was too on the nose. But, I mean, they're, you know, the X-Men are on the nose. Right? I'm kind of all right with it. I yeah, think. they're fine. They're the religious extremists who hate the mutants. And they've been around. They're in the, the TV show The Gifted. They're, they've been in the comics oh. for a while. And uh, if you're going to go for that allegory of what mutants stand for, it was, you know, race when it started. Now it's probably sexuality. Mm-hmm. It works. One of the things that did kind of rough, and Ryan mentioned this on the show, is that I guess the art, the book has never had a consistent art team on it. Well, it looks like they're going back and forth between these two guys. There's still over five issues. I, for the most part, like the Alessandro Vidi stuff. Yes. However, it did vary a bit from page to page. For the most part, I'd say it was pretty good. It was totally, it was competent. There are pages where I thought, I don't, I don't know that I like how that looks like. But I think if I look at it holistically, it's pretty good. I mean, also... It was well done, like storytelling, the acting. I always knew who Bobby was. You know, like, it's funny. He has a build to him that actually makes him look like older than a teenage boy, which mm-hmm. I thought was well done. And there's a lot of emotional acting type stuff that, that happens in this that I think is pretty good. And, and the, you know, the depiction of the powers and everything. Like, it's not super standout art. But then there's also pages of the, uh, is it Ed, Edgar Salazar? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like, some pages, I was like, I don't know that I like that page. And then there would be other pages where I was like, that's pretty good. You know? Right. It sort of it depended on what part they were doing. You know what? And I'm going to go. I didn't mind the docking stuff so much. <laughs> I don't want to be with him forever, you know. But in this instance, like, I don't really know anything about him. And so right. I was trying to figure out where he was coming from. And I found that kind of interesting, especially because I know that he is Wolverine's son and he's gay and, and he's not really a good guy or a bad guy or he's anything. Or maybe he's a bad guy. I don't even know. But because of that, because like that kid who was super annoying and therefore written like a realistic teenager, I think, <laughs> you know, because that kid didn't know where he was coming from. I, I didn't either. And I liked that. I like that part of it. I guess the ambiguity. It's interesting. There are elements in here where I could see having a hard time continuing month to month. But sure. I think reading it as a whole was helpful to see I think all so. the different threads that were being weaved throughout this five issue. I might have dropped off. If I was reading it in issues, yes. like I might have read the first one and been like, no, but, you know, it does pay off in the sense of that at the end of the f- last, the fifth issue, he has a conversation with his dad on a bench. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good and really powerful. There's an emotional truth that Cena Grace is getting to through yes. this whole thing that is 
it's very powerful and it's 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 very valid and it's it's you know we should all be paying attention to yeah and it's interesting i didn't know if the revelation to his parents that he was gay would outweigh or change the revelation that he's a mutant not the revelation but the knowledge and it didn't help so it was still sad yeah as often these things go i mean i think the thing that's interesting about the parents is that like they love him and they're not hateful but they just they just can't work it out like they they can't, it's almost like like how bobby can't help the way he is it's almost like they can't help the way that they are to a certain extent. Right. And I thought that that was a pretty sympathetic way to write them. It'd be really easy to just turn them into assholes, but it, it seems like they're struggling with it in a way. Well, they're both making their efforts, right? Right. The best they can. They have him over for dinner. Bobby doesn't know to talk about anything but being an X-Men. They don't want to hear it. Like, and it just doesn't go well. I mean, it, it, right. you know, it's an awkward family moment they could just write him off mm -hmm. which he kind of does at the end and when he says you know iceman is one here my son's dead but then his dad comes around at the very end so it's it's like a lot of things it's complicated but I, I also really like that like he couldn't say it he couldn't get out with it like he's emotionally immature not emotionally immature in that like he acts that out that way but he just can't deal with his his emotions so he writes this letter that says everything but he doesn't get to give it to him and then he just blurts everything out in a much more I mean, he has every right to, but it was unproductive just because of who his parents were. Right. I liked that dichotomy quite a bit. And I'm just looking through the, the Juggernaut issue. I yeah. There's a lot of really good pages in it. Yeah. The fight sequences are really terrific. And then him turning into steam or... Ice crystals or, or like, like... He tells his dad about it. He turns... Vapor. Turns into vapor. Yeah. Which is yeah. an interesting twist on his powers um, and how much that freaks him out. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things by the end of it. I was, yep. I was down for it. I'm going to read the rest of these. I'm going to see how he ends it. I'm going to get as much of this in as possible. Because by the end, I was really enjoying it. How do you feel about his costume? It's dumb. It's really dumb. It's dumb because it strikes me as trying to be a little gay. And yes. I don't mean that in the sense, but like I feel like it's trying to project that. I don't think that that serves him. It's weird. Like long sleeves and, and like short biker pants. It's like I, I have that outfit that I ride a bike in, so I can't get too mad about it. But do you have booties? Because he wears little little booties too. Kind of. Little ballet yeah. flats. Yeah, that's fine. But they don't go away when he ices up. But the pants stay. It's very. I just think it's a dumb costume. I mean, but they all are. Although you got, I think, is Kitty's costume pretty pretty been around for a while? Like I feel like that was what she had on in. Um... She always has some variation of that kind of costume. Yeah, I like her little. Her costume's not bad. She's got her collar. And their relationship was interesting. Yep, really interesting. They were exes. She hadn't seen her since she left to space to go date Star-Lord and have her adventures there. And, and even though he's gay, he's still competitive with her ex. Sure. Like, who was the better ex, you know? That stuff was all interesting. It just the, the teenager was really annoying. Uh, I, I, I get maybe he was supposed to be. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. I'm too old. I think he was. And having Bobby sort of talk like a teenager was annoying, considering he's... Well, it's, he was annoyed by the teenager, but then he would kind of talk like the teenager, so there's that. But it's, you know... Overall, I, overall is good. It was solid. Yeah, it, there was an emotional core to it that made it work, and I think that when you have that, then you know you, you've got something. All right. So, um, ratings. 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 Out of five, I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it a three and a half, but it's a strong three and a half. Oh, well, you're sticking with it, so that's. Uh, yep. That's even I am better. sticking with it. I'm gonna read it. I might read more. I'll, I might read the next. Yeah. The next bit. It was definitely worth it by the end. Had heart. Definitely had heart. Great Scotty Young variant cover in the back. The covers are wonderful. Just yeah, across the, the board. The covers were really great. Good stuff. Leonard Kirk. Good, really good covers. Mm -hmm.
Get those guys to draw the book. No one wants to draw anything anymore. <laughs> what the hell? All right. So that was your book explode for January. X-Men volume. I'm Iceman. There's just a giant X on the cover. Iceman volume one thawing out. So we'll be back next month. We'll be a talk explode, our interview yeah. show that Patriots Unlocked. And then, we, then the month after that, we'll be back for another book explode. What will it be? Who knows? We'll let you know before, we'll find as out. soon as we do, though. Yeah, so there you go. iFanboy.com is where you can find our podcast, including our weekly Pick of the Week show, where we review the week's books and all of our other past books, blows, and talks, blows. And you can find it all there. Until then, until the next time, I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>